good morning, everybody. It's Monday, and I would love for us to turn our mind shit to millions. This is Adrienne Swanson. And Jesse Roy. Good morning, everybody. Um, so today, we wanted to share a little bit about how people get stuck in their journey to their big goals. And what we have found is that so many people waste time thinking about the how. Yes. Yes. Um, I totally agree that we get all wrapped up in who's going to get us there, how we're going to get there, what we have to do to get there, instead of actually believing that we're just going to get there. And that was a struggle for me before I met with Jesse, um, because it is, you think you have to plan everything out. I'm a planner. I'm a type A checklister type person. And it's hard to realize that like, you can have the belief that you can get somewhere without knowing exactly how. And I feel like in my business and with the condo that we purchased, both of those, once I have the true belief that I can, or it will happen, the rest of it just fell into place. Yeah. It is so magical kind of when you open yourself up to that possibility. I mean, time and time again, as I'm working with my clients, always getting stuck in the, the how they're like, they come to me, they're like, Jesse, what should I do? I'm stuck here. And I can't answer that for them. They can answer that for them. But as they're spending their time trying to figure out the best way, because they want to get to the end goal the fastest, right? And they want to pick the thing that is going to get them there the quickest. However, what they don't realize is that by spending the time trying to figure all that out, they're just prolonging their success. Exactly. Exactly. It, they feel like efficiency is what's, you know, going to get them there. The, like you said, the fastest instead of effectiveness, you know, what is really effective, what in your day you have 24 hours, right? Well, you're going to sleep eight of it, let's say. So <laughs> maybe or me, it's nine or 10. <laughs> I, I want you to sleep. People need sleep. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so you have those hours in the day and, you know, it's a known fact that, you know, basically 80% of your work gets done with 20% of your efforts. So all the rest of the 80% of your efforts aren't bringing in the results because like you said, we're sitting in indecision or we're sitting in how, 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 instead of let's just do this. So let's pick the things that we think are going to be the most effective and efficient in our business and go with it. Um, and I think that was even like us when we were just sitting here looking at our trademark, right? Where we could have got wrapped up in all the different options and all the things, but instead we talked really quick about point by point and then made a decision. Because the one thing I've learned in life too is that most decisions you can find a way to fix. I mean, there's not a whole lot outside of major, you know, like, you know, I, I, I'm trying to think of one. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that's the thing we need to realize is that, yes, you are right. Like the majority of decisions aren't life or death, although it feels that way to us. 
Right. And that's what we need to tune into is like when we're sitting in that how, how does that feel? And for me, when I'm sitting there trying to figure out that how, it feels like pressure. I feel stressed. I feel heaviness and weight. And I know that whenever there's any time when I have that heaviness and weight, that there will not be forward progress. Because my mind, it just can't be open right. at that time. Well, because you're sitting there with weight, like you said. How do you move forward when you're yeah. sitting there feeling that way? Yeah. Um, and I agree. Mine was more the decisiveness, as we talked about. For me, that's really what I needed because I knew deep down I could do everything I wanted to do. Uh, but like you said, I was too busy focusing on things that weren't necessarily what I needed to focus on. So when I sat down and I literally made a list of like, what things really move my business forward? What, what? So I made that list of five things. And every morning I'm like, if I get those five things done, the rest of the day can be what it can be, but I have to do those five things, period. Mm -hmm. There's no option. And since then my business has boomed because what I used to do is sit here in indecision in the morning of like, well, should I do this or just should I post or should I call this person or, Hmm, you know what? I'll just go do laundry. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cause that's the easy part, right? Just right. You don't have to think to go do the laundry. Exactly. And when other people would say, Hey, can you do this? You know, yes is easy, right? It's the easy choice. So you'd say yes. And I've learned that saying no, although it's hard, I have to in order to be able to get these things done and focus and move my business forward. So, you know, that has to be decisive. I have to be decisive. Will this thing that we are talking about, whatever it is, this meeting, this thing, help me move my business, help me professionally, personally, like what's what would be the benefit when I walk out of this meeting? So is that what I should do with my time. And it's, it's hard because like we said, saying yes is easy. Picking the laundry is easy. Finding the easy things, you know, <laughs> the distractible things. It's like, oh yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that feels good to our brain, right? Like our human brain wants that easiness. It doesn't want that struggle of the focus and the decisiveness. Mm -hmm. So we have to like compete against our own brains, like natural tendencies. Yeah. And that's not easy to do when you've been doing the same thing for 40 some odd years. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. definitely a lot of training and work, but it is amazing how quickly Again, you know, we all think, oh, someday, one day, far away. <laughs> but really, how quickly things can change when you change that. When you take those distractions, you take those indecisions, you take those obligations that aren't pushing you forward and you move them aside. It's amazing the difference in the weight that you talked about, the weight that you carry around, the guilt that you carry around. I know as females, we carry tons of guilt. Like, am I a good mom? Am I good this? Am I doing what I am? But when you take all that away and you focus on what you really want, it's like 
you said, this whole weight is just gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you can really feel accomplished and focused in what you're doing, whether it is personal. Like, I mean, a lot of times when we say what you're doing or accomplished and focused, you think business, but that that's with your family life too. That's with your personal life too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when that weight is removed, like your brain just starts to offer you ideas. Because when we're stuck, like in completely focusing on the how, we believe there's a right how, we believe there's the most efficient or effective how, but our brain doesn't offer anything when we're under that stress and that pressure. And when we kind of relinquish that, when we drop the rope, when we stop, stop that tug of war and we release ourselves from that pressure, then our brain just starts to go to work for ourselves. And that's why I can't answer that for my clients because what they need to do lies within them. They know what's best for them, but they can only figure that out for themselves when they stop focusing on the how. Exactly. I mean, I, everything you say just resonates so much um, with me because it's hard for people to think that it's all within themselves. And I think that's where a lot of the distraction and obligation comes from is that we're out there looking for someone else to tell us what to do. Kind of like you and I talked about in a previous podcast that we're living for others, right? Like we're looking, what do others expect from us? What do they want us to do? What do they think our life should look like? Instead of knowing that I know what's best for me, I know what's best for my business. I know what's best for my family. That's hard. Even right now saying it, it's like, oh, I do know because (laughs) we all look to everyone else to give us those clues or suggestions or recommendations, but they don't know who we are. I mean, they, they don't know what really makes us tick because so many of us let all these other things get in our way. We look at other things we're asked to do or things we think we should do and we do them. So people think that's us, mm-hmm. but that was one of the things, uh, Darren, um, daily on as Darren daily said was that if it's not a hell yeah, it's a no. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we get lost as people as we just say yes. Cause like we said, it's easy, but we also, um, say, Oh, well, I think I want to, I think that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Instead of if you're not like, this is what I want to do, then it's probably not what you want. You know, it's probably not what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing to recognize is you're the only one that can say that. Like mm-hmm. all your friends might love going to a concert. They want to go to a concert. They're so excited. You feel like you should be excited. You feel like you want to go. Yes. But inside you're like, mm, I don't really like loud music that much, but I'll go. <laughs> right. Why? Just everyone else is doing it. Yeah. <laughs> right. That is such a good example. Yeah. 100%. And just to kind of go back a little bit, it's like, you know, we do know what is best for ourselves. And I love it that my kids remind me of that all the time. They're 15 and 17 and, you know, I'm still their mom. And so I believe that I know what's best for them, but they come back to me, mom, you don't know what, what the best thing is for me. And, you know, the mama bear, the caretaker, the overseer kind of wants to combat that 
and be like, you know, listen, I'm older. I've experienced way more than you. So I know like that would be my normal response. Right. But after having do this work, you know, when they say that I do take a step back and be like, you know, they have their own inner voice and they have their own inner guide. And I just have to let them do, even right. if I believe it's wrong, even if I believe it's going to hurt them, whatever they're going to do, it will eventually show up for their best purpose. Right. And that's a hard part of parenting. Cause I had, you know, when we were talking and I was working with my son and he looked at me and said basically the same thing, like, mom, I'm not you. I don't, I don't want to do those things. And I had to remember that, that like we as parents can guide them and tell them lessons we've learned, but they still get to choose whether they want to listen or not listen, or whether that's the way they want to live or not live. And I think a lot of times we've been taught that like, we need to make our kids be a certain way. We need to show them certain things, but they're watching you. So they're learning to be you, like by watching you and yeah. not be you, you know what I mean? But they're learning yeah. those responsibilities and those tactics and those things you do by watching you, but they do in the end, get to decide what's best for them mm -hmm. and how they want to show up in the world. Like, you know, how they show up. I definitely would probably not want to be presenting myself as that person in the world, but to them, it's okay. And I'm not right. And I'm not wrong. And they're not right. And they're not wrong. And that's, that is the truth in all things, right? Is nobody's <laughs> right. And nobody's wrong. If we were all the same, we'd just be little, you know, like little replicas, but that's what makes the world go round. And, and like we've talked about, you know, in, in, um, finding people to surround yourself with and different things like that, like you need, um, you need differences, right? Cause the thing that you are the weakest at somebody else might shine and built like all of a sudden you're like, Oh wow, look at this person. Like, and together you can be a force, right. To be reckoned with because you are so different. So we don't want to all be the same. Right. But yeah. for some reason, like somewhere in our brains, we believe <laughs> that like our kids <laughs> need to be taught like who to be instead yes. of they know who to be. Yeah. And how you be, yes. Right? Like how we want to go back to the, how, like you should be a good person. You should be giving, you should, you know, this is how you should show up in the world, but people can show up however they want. And that's and what makes okay. them, them. <laughs> <laughs> and those hard lessons, I feel like a lot of, um, the world right now, you know, like they shouldn't do anything wrong. Right. Like, Oh, like, I can't believe your kid did that. Right. Instead of recognizing like half of our mistakes are what have gotten us where we are. If I wouldn't have made so many mistakes or if certain things wouldn't have happened that weren't wonderful in my life, I wouldn't be here. Like all those experiences build a person. So instead of like, Oh my God, your son did that or whatever, like recognizing that, like, maybe that was a learning experience. Maybe that will change their life. I, I know personal experience. Like when I was a kid, I literally was waiting in line. There was a huge line. My dad was coming to pick me up. I took a ring and I stuck it in my pocket and I walked out 
I got busted. First of all, cops came, grabbed me, whatever. Right. And so I'm in this little room, like crying my eyes out, like, oh my God, I'm going to go to jail. It's going to be terrible. Right. Like, cause I'm young and dumb. And, um, you know, my dad literally just looked at me and was like, I'm really disappointed in you this time. Didn't ground me, didn't scream at me. And that killed me, like broke my heart because I, but if I wouldn't have had that experience, I wouldn't have recognized that like he allowed me the grace to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. He allowed me that space to recognize. He could have been like, I raised you wrong. You are a terrible person. Like, what were you thinking? You know, uh, but instead he allowed me to recognize that it was a dumb decision. And guess what? I've never made that decision again in my life since then. Right. Because sometimes we have to make stupid decisions in order to recognize that like we are allowed grace and space to make a bad decision. So whether it's in your business, your personal life or whatever, we're allowed to make a stupid decision. And again, at the time when I'm crying and the cops standing above me, writing down my name and all the stuff, I'm thinking like, I'll never be forgiven. Like I am, Mm. this was the worst thing, right? Because those are your thoughts. Like all of a sudden, every bad thing I've ever done, I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And my dad in that moment, even saying he was disappointed, obviously hurt, but he gave me the knowledge to recognize that like, this was a bad call on your part, but it doesn't mean that you have to follow that path the rest of your life, right? Like I don't mm-hmm. have to turn into a kleptomaniac that's going to end up in jail stealing, you know, ma- major felonies, right? Like yeah. take it for what it was, which was next time wait in line or don't buy the ring. Like you have two <laughs> options. Maybe the third option of putting it in your pocket was a bad one. <laughs> right. So that gift your dad gave you, we are able to give that gift to ourselves right? Like as you are focusing on your big goal and you're trying to figure out how to get there and you make some decisions, right? And maybe they weren't the best ones. And maybe it didn't get you any closer, but you still have that option to give yourself the grace and forgiveness and pick yourself back up and say, it's okay. We are still going to go after this. Right. And not knowing the how, right? Like maybe it does Mm -hmm. take that terrible decision that for a moment you feel like is a game changer and you can't get past. Maybe it takes that decision to get you to be the person that you need to be to run that multi-billion dollar company, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, every billionaire has made a really bad decision at some point in their life. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't see that, right? They don't show us that. No. They don't show us their bad investments or their shady business partner that they got into, you know, bed with for a little while. You know, we don't see the time they had to file bankruptcy, whatever it was. Like there's so many different things that people have to go through to get to the successful part. Yeah. And they don't know that path, right? Like nobody sits there and goes, you know what? I feel like in order to be a billionaire, I'm going to have to file bankruptcy. Like. (laughs) I don't think that's in their plan, right? Mm -hmm. Like that wasn't in there. If you were thinking of how to get there, that wasn't the way, or like you said, oh, I had this business partner. I didn't, you know, I I'm planning on having one that's really going to hose me over. Like that's not Mm -hmm. their plan, but there that that's why you can't plan it. You can't think of how you just have to know in your gut, 
this is where I'm going to be. And I can get through all those stumbling blocks. All those little things that come up are fixable. Like you said, outside of death, it's pretty much fixable. So for sure, pretty much outside of death, every decision you make is correctable. So this week for the Fem Focus, we want to know how you will feel when you have created the life or the wealth that you want. So please head over to Mindship to Millions and let us know the feeling that you are searching for. Strive to change your Mindship to Millions. See you next week.